This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. It is Wednesday, January 20th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Almost had to send out the search party for you this morning, but you are here, you're awake, and uh, hopefully ready for the day. Ready, ready, wakey, wakey. Uh, almost, almost missed it. So actually, little little truth be told uh last night when i got home at work um got home about 11 30 and i was putting together the show and uh, i was doing it while sitting on the couch i fell asleep so i didn't uh i got like two news articles ready and then i woke up at 5 30 um because there was an alarm that did go off um so i went upstairs and then like i laid there and i put together the rest of the show like so i had my segment everything got sat there for like 40 minutes just putting it together and i was like cool reset the alarm but the problem is the alarm never went back off and uh it turns out i said it a little later so it just i was telling christian off air like it was one of those where you're sleeping really good and you know you probably shouldn't be so Long story short, I'm here, got everything ready. <laughs> I'm that panic wake, so I'm ready to go. Right. So, the good, good. the yeah. good news is you look like you feel better than you were yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yesterday I felt like crapola, yeah. And, and then uh, thanks to Friday, she said, you can get the Rona twice, but I feel I feel good today. I'm still just tired. Yeah. And I, that has a lot to do with the, the uh, scheduling. That has, and trying to go to sleep and not getting a good amount of sleep so exactly well folks let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question from my co-host now in reading this article there are so many different ways that i could have asked questions but they all would have been extremely inappropriate without the context <laughs> so we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna calm it down a little bit tony would you ever buy anything from gwyneth paltrow's all natural whatever it is called oh goop. i know where this is going i actually have this in my entertainment news oh do you go ahead yeah yeah i had to i had to come up with one um <laughs> i would i'm gonna do this for the sake of the audience i know what i know what he's gonna say on this one but i would buy pepper pot's tea because pepper pot's hey. tea is calming I like I mean, it. I know where I know where this is going, but we'll say pepper pot's tea. 
All right. Well, with that being said, a vagina scented candle by Gwyneth Paltrow. What? Exploded into flames, causing an inferno in one woman's living room. Jody Thompson, 50, won the risque product sold by the Hollywood star and wellness guru in an online quiz. The candle is described on Gwyneth's Goop site. Why would you name it Goop? Why would you name it Goop? And then, like, this the candle that says, this is my vagina by Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, it's supposed to give her girly scent right this article i know exactly what you mean (laughs) well the candle's described as funny gorgeous sexy and beautifully unexpected but jody was pink like a peach right (laughs) it's really (laughs) but jody was taken by surprise after lighting it when a 50 centimeter flame leapt from the candle and out of the glass jar the media consultant told the sun the candle exploded and emitted a huge flame with bits flying everywhere I've never seen anything like it. The whole thing was ablaze and it was too hot to touch. There was an inferno in the room. God, there's so much innuendo that you could there, there's put There's so in here. much innuendos. And on top of that, as you're doing this, I'm picturing like Gwyneth Paltrow from uh, Iron Man 3 when she's on fire. Like when she's all raging. <laughs> <laughs> Snow by vagina. <laughs> Jody, who lives with partner David Snow in Kilbourne, Nil- North London, said, We eventually got it under control and threw it out the front door. It could have burned the place down. Like, oh, it's just my partner. Right. <laughs> it was this, sca- is my, this is my partner, David. <laughs> my, my hetero life mate. It, yeah. <laughs> it was a scary it was scary at the time but funny to look back at Gwyneth's vagina candle exploding in my living room Gwyneth 48 launched the this smells like my vagina candle last year the scent has now been used for a $34 roll-on deodorant holy cow that's expensive a goop spokeswoman told the sun we're in touch with the woman to see if she followed the specific fire safety instructions included with the candle such as trimming the wick and not burning it for more than two hours at Goop, wow. we, vet the pro- <laughs> we vet the products we sell and make customer safety a priority. So we've alerted the manufacturer to the woman's issue and have also reached out to her to send her some Goop products to help pass the days in quarantine. Uh, it sounds like she lit it fresh and uh, didn't need to follow any of the fire safety, like trimming the wick, that that vagina candle just exploded. Yeah, it's like that thing was caged up for years or something like it was just ready to be exposed <laughs> just ready it to have a that lot of energy that fire lit <laughs> yep it, it had a lot of energy built up a lot of pent-up frustration in that candle exactly well folks we have a wonderful show lined up for you guys today let's talk about today's show shall we hump day yeah it is hump day it is wednesday and as we do on wednesdays we've got words are hard we have a segment called Buy Roomy. Our calling topic today is streaming wars. What is the best streaming service and why? We have a segment called The Lighter Side of Satan. Satan. We close out the day with This Day in History, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Get 
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, January 20th. Now, we have a little thing called the Phoenix Line. It is our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you had a vagina candle explode on you. We want to know about it. Maybe it was Gwyneth Paltrow's own vagina candle. Still let us know. That number, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Speaking of entertaining, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, January 20th, 2021, and here's your Filippo Fast Five. The Naked Gun reboot wants Liam Neeson in the lead role. Liam Neeson has revealed that he has been approached by Seth MacFarlane for a remake of The Naked Gun. I don't know if he'd be so good for that, but but then again, if it's done by Seth MacFarlane, maybe. Maybe. Um... (laughs) Iced Earth and Demons and Wizards, uh, these are metal bands, are no longer listed on Century Media Records' website following guitarist John Schaefer's participation in the Capitol riot earlier this month. <laughs> Century Media seems to have scrubbed all traces of the two bands. Oh, Iced Earth used to open up for Volby back in the day. Yeah, they did. They're a Mr. good band. John Schaefer! <laughs> well, yeah. This is why, uh, unfortunately, you can't mix your politics with your personal businesses. Stuff like that happens, unfortunately. It's stupid. Netflix is planning to roll out a new shuffle play feature that uses this year's... Uh, that. T- <laughs> it's a good thing Wednesday is, is words are hard. Netflix is planning to roll out a new shuffle play feature to users this year following a successful period of testing. Um, also, you need, like, you don't have to worry because you, Christian, are the best shuffle play when it comes to movies and stuff. Just, eh, we're watching this. <laughs> eh, we're watching this. Um, Netflix surpasses 200 million subscribers, uh, fitting for uh, streaming wars today. And Tiger King's Joe Exotic does not receive a pardon from Donald Trump on the way out. Carol Baskin. Yeah, you're still going to be stuck in there, buddy. They even had a limo all prepped and ready just in case did he, uh, Trump. Did he really expect that Trump was going to pardon him? Uh, he was uh, pretty gung-ho about it, well. uh, but uh, that is obviously not happening. But I guess when you're in prison, I guess you have a little faith that it's going to happen. Hell, Little Wayne got pardoned today. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Little Wayne did, but he got pardoned. My guess it probably it probably wasn't a murder for hire uh, plot. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, murder for hire not going to get you pardoned. No, nope. sorry, sir. No, they no no. No, blah, blah, blah. Jeez. Okay, we'll move on to the real news now because I, I can't even talk unscriptedly today. I was just trying to go off the brain. Um, so, uh, Saved by the Bell, the revival got renewed for season two. It's time to head back to Bayside as the popular Saved by the Bell revival series is getting another go-round at the Peacock Cock Cock. 
Nope. The iconic sitcom was brought back <laughs> this past year with the first season of The Revival debuting on the Peacock streaming service. Zach Morris, Jesse Spano, A.C. Slater, Lisa Turtle, Kelly Kapowski all return for the new series, which follows a younger generation of lead characters. Peacock officially announced the renewal of Saved by the Bell on Tuesday morning, confirming the popular reboot would return. The series has been a hit fans has been a hit with fans ever since its 2020 debut. The first season of Saved by the Bell ended with a bit of a cliffhanger for fans of the series. After much of the season focused on the students of Douglas High being sent to Bayside, there was talk of the schools being separated once again. The season concluded with Daisy staging a walkout in order to keep the former Douglas students at Bayside. I'm thrilled to have Saved by the Bell renewed, executive producer Tracy Wingfield said in a statement. I've been blown away by all the love for this show and can't wait to go back to make more episodes. Hopefully we stay on the Peacock for many more seasons. Then in 30 years, somebody does a reboot of our reboot and invents the three-boot. Oh my god, who the hell yeah. cares? How about no on that? This is Saved by like it's gonna be weird if we're grandparents and Saved by the Bell is still around, like oh, comes back as reboots. Yeah, yeah. Back when I was young, Kelly Kapowski was quite the was quite the scene to she. <laughs> she was uh, the bee's knees. She was the bee's knees, little Tony. Uh <laughs> thanks, Grandpa. Anyways, uh so yeah, Saved by the Bell coming back. Um, speaking of who the hell cares, Willy Wonka prequel is coming. And has oh my God, state. who the hell yep. cares? <laughs> and it's done by the Paddington director. Warner Brothers has shared a release date and short synopsis for Wonka, a new Willy Wonka prequel from Paddington director Paul King. According to the studio, Wonka will explore the earlier years of the titular character before he became an eccentric candy maker, as the movie will tell the story of young Willy Wonka and his adventures prior to opening the world's most famous chocolate factory. It will open for audiences to pick up their Golden Theater tickets on March 17, 2023. King will be taken to the director's chair with David Heyman, whose past credits include the Harry Potter franchise and Paddington. We'll be producing the long-jesting Willy Wonka spinoff from Simon Rich, who recently penned the Seth Rogen comedy, An American Pickle. All three of these names have been attached to the project. Okay. <laughs> uh, did anyone ask for this? Was anyone... Like, who thought this was a good idea? Right. Now, to be fair, right. the Paddington movies are actually pretty good. They're pretty clever. They're fun if you've got kids. So, I... I Probably a, a good pick for director, but the subject matter, I mean, is it derived from a Roald Dahl book? Is it something that somebody just made up? Uh, you know, they, there's a lot of questions hanging out there, but, uh, you know, I will reserve judgment, but uh, not something I'm clamoring for. Yeah, no, like, and I'm sure that's how it was when Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with Johnny Depp came out. I'm sure people of the original were like, oh, great. <laughs> I I happen to like that Tim Burton one. I well, I think it. I think Tim Burton was the big intrigue there because he's so weird and you know the visuals that he does. They figured you know that Willy Wonka was going to be just strange and odd. I wasn't a big fan of it. I I, I didn't care for it much at all. Being no, a big you didn't fan like of that one? no, I, I'm a big fan of the original Gene Wilder one and. Yeah, yeah. Daddy, I want a squirrel. Not just any squirrel. I want that squirrel. That was pretty entertaining. (laughs) Johnny Depp was a weird, weird, weird character in that one. Uh, Well, he's always a weird character. Yeah. 
It's definitely frightening. Well, unfortunately, he's not a character anymore. You know, I don't think you'll see old Johnny in anything anytime soon. Yeah, so. He'll he'll come back in the next, like, five years. He'll lay low for a little while. He'll come back. People will forget all about what's going on in his personal life. It's just the way Poor Hollywood guy. goes, unfortunately. Yep, he hooked up with the wrong lady. Right, row. Um, let's go back to our childhood for this story. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle retro villains in sewer layer figure box sets are live right now. So if you're a toy collector, Playmates has launched two different Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle box sets that are loaded with reissues of the 80s Playmates TMNT figures with oversized Roto hollow heads. The villains in sewer layer boxes uh, includes the six figures each and compact in theme carrying case. They're limited edition. Uh, needless to say, longtime tur- turtle fans will be very into these Playmates sets. A breakdown of the figures of the villains and sewer layer boxes included um, are as follow. You can get the retro villains mutant module rotocast, which is the old like little drill machine that used to go underground to the Technodrome. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be ninety nine ninety nine. You can go to Entertainment Earth to pre order these. Um, the figures include Bebop, Rocksteady, Baxter Stockman, Slash, Krang. Foot Soldier, um, and uh, I, it comes out in June 2021. You can pre-order now. I don't think I would have included Slash in that one. No. Per se. I would have left him out. I would have put, like, General Trag in there, probably. Right. Put Metalhead um, in there. And the reason why you don't... Well, they should have put Shredder, to be honest with you, in this batch. Right. Um, that would have made sense for a villains thing, because then when you go to the... Uh, sewer layer retro cast which includes the heroes in this one of course you get Donatello Leonardo, Michelangelo, Raphael Splinter and Shredder like and it comes in a party wagon packaging so they definitely should have put Shredder in that and I would have probably put April O'Neil or even Casey Jones in uh, the heroes pack but uh, you know what I'm a geek. I'm a nerd. I don't care either way. These are very cool. They're definitely the Ninja Turtle toys that uh, we grew up in. The packaging is quite quite 80s for sure. So Shut up and take my money. Into that? Exactly. Um, you can go uh, on to Entertainment Earth now and pre-order that. That will be $89.99 for the Hero one for free shipping. And the Villains one will be $99.99. Um, again, my only gripe is probably the Slash character on yeah. that. So. Yeah, it makes but sense. I digress. That vamped up enough time to eat uh, some entertainment uh, candle vagina news there. So, <laughs> oh, Kind of cool news out of Oakland. XA's pitcher uh, Dave Stewart submitted a $150 million bid to buy the city of Oakland share of the Coliseum uh, with plans to develop the site. With the NBA's uh, Warriors moving to San Francisco and the Raiders moving to Vegas, has kind of left the A's as the last pro team in Oakland and using the Coliseum. The team has undergone steps to build a new ballpark at Howard Terminal about seven miles uptown. Uh, the A's currently own the other half of the Coliseum. So with Dave Stewart popping in, he said... Oakland has always been a home to me, and anything I could do to give back to the community, I would like to. So he's pitched in $115 million of his share to help out the city of Oakland in hopes to build the A's a team, so that way the A's don't leave Oakland. And um, as the Coliseum is a really old, dated stadium, um, you know, it'd be nice to have modern-day stuff. So uh, maybe this will get uh, fan base in the A's. Um, 
they think with the Oakland being kind of a small town market, it's a little tough. But uh, I think it's really cool that he put a bid. No word if this will go through, but uh, um, at least he stepped up to uh, want to help out and, uh, you know, get things going for the city of Oakland there. Yeah, no, it's nice when, a, you know, somebody who truly loves and believes in a team can go and reinvest in it and hopefully make something of it. Yeah, I hope so. You know, that it's always surprising, you know, when being uh, from northern Nevada, you know, teams that you would root for when you lived there was, uh, or like when I lived there growing up, was the San Francisco Giants were obviously the popular uh, baseball team, or you'd go a little south for the Dodgers. Um, those were kind of your, your teams you'd root for. Of course, you had the A's, but you saw more Giants and Dodgers fans than anything else. And, Definitely. Uh, yeah, so it's really cool. And then, of, of course, with football, it was uh, the Niners were big and the Raiders, of course, now being a Nevada team. The Raiders are quite huge in Nevada. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, I digress. This is sports talk. It's entertainment news. And you know what comes after all that? <gasps> the birthdays. Let's go on to the birthdays. It's my birthday. All right, hello, Sydney. Do you like scary movies? Because old Billy Loomis does. Skeet Ulrich is 51. I, I know he's in other things, but I can only think of Scream this morning. <laughs> That's all right. Fresh from Shroot Farms, um, Mr. Dwight Schrute is out of the office, and it's his birthday. Rain Wilson is 55. Um, to infinity and beyond, the second person to ever walk on the moon. He was the pilot of NASA's Apollo 11 mission, no sign of Zerg. And no, I'm not talking Tim Allen. I'm talking Buzz Aldrin is 91. Little swerve there. Swervy. You wanted the best? Yeah, got the best. The star child, the guitarist for the Knights in Satan Services, or just Kiss, is 69. That's Mr. Paul Stanley. And lastly, co-founder and bassist for the Grammy Award-winning band, Judas Priest. Ian Hill is 70. Happy freaking birthdays, y'all. <laughs> well, folks, that does it for the entertainment news. When we come back, it is Wednesday, and words are hard. Stick with us. We'll be back right after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. It is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Wednesday, January 20th. Now many of you are watching us right now as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. And uh, you know what? We are all over social media. If you want to get a hold of us, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo. That's S A N F I L I P P O dot nine four, or on Instagram at Tony.sanfilippo81. Now, it is Wednesday, and as we like to do on Wednesdays, is explore the English language, the uh, weirdness of it, and uh, some of the, the, the strange things that come out of it with a segment we like to call Words Are Hard. <laughs> now, Tony, you're not off the hook on this segment. We are doing an impromptu spelling bee. 
I'm going to give you some okay. words that, uh, you know, people can never get quite right. Have you ever looked at a word that you've spelled out? You you know it's right, but it just doesn't feel like it looks right. And it's, it's just strange oh, yeah. in your head. Yeah, there are some words like that. And then sometimes I'll delete it and then I'll do a voice text just to see if, or a voice, like, well, don't talk, but that way it'll <laughs> spell it out right. And you're like, yep, I guess I was correct. I'll do that too. You know, I'll, I'll spell it out and then I'll have to jump over to Google and I'll put it into the Google yeah. search just to make sure it's spelled right. Uh, but it just doesn't look quite right. So we're going to run down some words, see if Tony can spell these correctly because they're not exactly the easiest. They've got uh, extra letters, extra vowels that uh, sometimes just don't make sense. So uh, let's go ahead and kick off Words Are Hard with this first one. All right, Tony, how do you spell the word nauseous? Nauseous. Um, <laughs> uh, it's like N O. U-I-C-A-U-S. And that's not right. <laughs> so weird. I think I have to spell it out, like, uh, mentally. I'm going to get a piece of paper. There you go. That's probably a good idea. Because mentally, I'm like, oh, that's not right. So um, let me get my little paper. Nauseous is one of those words that it's a long word. It only has three consonants in it, and the rest of it is vowels. It's N-A-U-S-E-O-U-S. Nauseous. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I was off on that one. <laughs> Let's move on to the next one. Another N word. Again, not quite sure how or where to put the uh, vowels in. What about the word noticeable? Noticeable, okay, that is. Uh, N-O-T-I-C-A-B-L-E. Would not, not be a good one on this, that's for sure. It is literally the uh, conjunction of notice and able, so it's N O T I C E A B L E. Again, Ooh. words are hard, folks. You know, it's a, a confusing, confusing language. <laughs> All right. Uh, while it is the 20th today, Tony, how would you spell the word 12th? Twelfth is T W E L T H. Not a good speller, I guess. There's actually an F in there. It's T W E L F T H. Twelfth. Really? Yeah. Twelfth. Oh, you would expect there. You would expect there to be a V in there if that was the case, but no, words are hard. <laughs> this is one that I screw up every single time that I type it. The word is entrepreneur. It's a long one. A lot of E's. All right. E-N-T-E-R-E-P-U-N-E-U-E-R. <laughs> I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Entrepreneur. <laughs> you, you added a few extra E's and U's in there. It's uh, E-N-T-R-E-P-R-E-N-E-U-R. Entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. There's two extra letters. In there. And it's entrepreneur. 
instead of penure. <laughs> Dude, these are uh, words are hard to spell. It okay. is. Hey, hence the reason we call this segment Words Are Hard. <laughs> Here's another one where, uh, you know, I never quite know where the double letters come in. Tony, go ahead and spell the word embarrassing. Kind of like your uh, attempts at this game. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. E-M-B-A-R-A-S-S-I-N-G. You get nothing. Ah. You lose. Good day, sir. It's two R's, two S's. So it's E-M-B-A-R-R-A-S-S-I-N-G. I missed an R on that one. You missed an R. Biscuits. <laughs> Let's move on to the next one here. And words are hard. <laughs> While your uh, play here may be embarrassing, let's just hope you're not mischievous. How do you spell the word mischievous? And I'll give you a hint. Right. Pronunciation doesn't really work out the way that it's spelled. Okay. You definitely don't want me on your team if it's a spelling game. M I C. Sorry. M I S C H I V I C O U S. <laughs> well, it's uh, pronounced mischievous. Uh, it's actually spelled more mischievous. It's M I S C H I E V O U S. O U S. Dang it. Okay. <laughs> it's like if you looked at it, you would know what I was saying, but unfortunately, it is not spelled right. So. Yeah. Yeah. But these are the ones that always get people. You know, you'll be writing it out. And of course, you know, if you're on Word or you're on anything online, you get that little red underline underneath it. It's like, what, right. what am I doing wrong? And of course, it's usually off by one letter or whatever it may be. But, uh, you know, words are hard. <laughs> Tony, here's another one that uh, I always screw up. What about the word vacuum? How do you spell okay. the word vacuum? It's uh, V-A-C-C-U-M. <laughs> this is one of those rare... Not W, but U-U. It's V-A-C-U-U-M. Whoever came up with that is just wrong. Vacuum. Okay. <laughs> and then finally, to close things out, I'm trying to see what would be a great one. Ah, let's go with Spell this. Spell the T-H-E. Yay, I got one. <laughs> finally, folks, in words are hard. <laughs> Tony, how do you spell the color Fuchsia. Your favorite color. It's my favorite. <laughs> uh, it's wrong. I have, I've gone wrong all the time because now I'm doubting myself. F-U-S-I-A. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Tony, you almost had a New York Jets 
type play. Almost blanked the entire one. Uh, actually, he did blank the entire one. They won more than you did. <laughs> Fuchsia's right? Fuchsia's spelled F U C H S I A. But you know, oh, so I just I was missing the the H there. You were so close, Damn but it. so far. But that's why words are hard, folks. <laughs> All losses here. See, I didn't cheat. You could tell I did not use my phone. My phone. I could easily just typed it on my phone down here, and you would have never known. But nope. There's there it is. I wrote it out. It was all wrong. <laughs> well, folks, that does it for Words Are Hard. When we come back, we have a segment called Bye, Rumi. We'll see you in a bye few. Bye-bye. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. People been saying to your friend, get a different face. And posting on their feed, they're super ugly. The things they say to them online are cruel and they're not true. So tell your friend, I'll stand up for you. Don't worry, I know what to do. Know someone being bullied online? You can be a witness and make a difference by letting the world know it isn't cool and by letting your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me. But I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no. That's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison? Why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTechStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. I'm Paul George of the Indiana Pacers. When I was six, my days were spent playing basketball. When I was six, my dream was to make it to the NBA. When I was six, my mom had a stroke. So I want you to learn to spot a stroke fast. F-A-S-T. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T, time to call 911. I'm Paul George. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. My name is Lola Silvestri, and I'm going to be 95 this year. I was very independent. I fell, and I had to have meals on wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. 
You're listening to Phoenix Media, the future of broadcasting. Explore more great shows at phoenixmedia.us. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, January 20th. We've reached the final segment of the first hour, but don't fret. There is still plenty ahead into our second hour with our call and topic streaming wars. You won't want to miss it. But if you did miss a portion of the show or want to catch up on any of the previous shows, it is easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now in this segment that we've titled Bye Roomy, a couple days ago we were talking about, you know, the moment you knew your relationship was over. Well, in this case, we've got some moments where people knew that their roommate relationship was over. Now, Tony, have you ever had a roommate where, you know, either they did something or there was a just a, a common pattern that they had that uh, at some point you were like, I just can't live with this person anymore? Um, I've always had really good roommates. There was... I had the one upstairs. I won't use names, but I had one at that lived above us that sometimes would text while I was sitting. Uh, like I I was down in the basement. I get home from work. I turn on my TV, and it would be a I can hear your TV through the vent. Can you turn it down? But my TV would already be super low, and it was just like. Uh, but then there'd be the days where like I had to work early, and he'd be upstairs uh, doing his thing, and the, you could just nonstop hear those stuff and it was just like ugh. right stomping dogs on the floor yeah but i guess you know i maybe it came from uh my last place as much as i loved living there i think when it came to always having uh the kids outside my room and and and, you know constantly uh, like 50 million people on the internet and and everything slowed down it was just like okay it's time like You know, if it was just a couple of us, it would have been cool. But when you have, like, so many people in the house and it's like you had no privacy, it was a little, you know. But I really enjoyed my time there. It's just I got to the point where it's like, eh, it's time to go. So. Yeah. You know, and obviously if you're in a relationship with someone, you know, maybe some of these things you can look past because you deeply love and care for them. If they're roommate, maybe not. You know, maybe it's time to just let them go. So we're going to run down some uh, moments where uh, roommates pretty much said goodbye. Damn! Damn! For instance, this one from a user mildly infuriating. It's a picture of a plate full of cupcakes with a uh, what looks like a peanut butter frosting on top, and then some imprints, some ribbed imprints. You can tell something used to be there. They said my roommate ate all of the peanut butter cups off the top of the cupcakes that were made. <laughs> Come on, I mean. It, Sure, you get the munchies, but, uh, you know, take the full cupcake. Don't eat all of the peanut butter cups right off the top. Yeah, not cool. (laughs) Not cool. Inconceivable! Moving on to this next one, uh, you know, 
toilet paper rolls, something as easy as toilet paper rolls. There's a picture of uh, one of the ones, not where you have to pull the little thing off, but it's uh, just like a C where you slide it on. Well, apparently this uh, roommate was so lazy that uh, not only did he not take off the old toilet paper roll, he just moved it up the C, put the new piece of toilet paper on, and this is probably the biggest offense, he didn't even have the roll rolling over. It's rolling towards oh. the back, and that is that's unforgivable. Yeah, when it's wrong to the back, right? It's not the it's not the way. No, it's not the way. Inconceivable. <laughs> Moving on with by Rumi. This from uh, user Bunyan. Uh, well, yeah, it's a picture of a uh, cookie tray. Of course, you know you cook pizza on there, and uh, you know obviously if you've got a pizza cutter. You want to be careful with it, you know, that you don't uh, go too hard, that you don't cut into the cookie tray. Well, it looks like somebody was trying to exercise a demon because it looks like they just grooved across into that cookie tray. And uh, it is it's pretty much ruined. You know, it's uh, that's not the way you treat, uh, you know, especially if it is your roommates. Cookie tray, pan, tin, plates, whatever it may be. Yeah. If you're going to live with somebody, you want to respectfully not use their stuff or ask you know you don't just go in and take their stuff and just or eat their things none of that you know but i've luckily i've been every time i've had roommates i've never had that issue where like my stuff got eaten and stuff just when just when i was married there's only times like i used to really be big on almond joys like when i would eat candy bars (laughs) don't touch my uh, almond joys well i would i would i'm weird like i'll eat them when i'm ready to eat them like so i'll set them aside but it was always like it'd sit there it'd sit there and find the day i wanted it it was gone i'm like oh, what no. happened to it well it was just sitting in there like just because i don't eat it for a while you know like i'll eventually get to it maybe not anymore i don't i don't do candy too much now but <laughs> uh, i've been there i've had to hide food that uh, i want to make sure that i was going to eat because i bought for a special treat for myself and knew would be eaten if anybody else found it so i've had to hide it before yeah. <laughs> Let's move on with bye, Rumi. Inconceivable. Speaking of foods, Tony, what is your stance on stale chips? Are you? Uh, eh, I'll still eat them anyway. Or are you? Uh, it's stale. They're, they're in the garbage now. They're in the garbage. They just they just take away from the flavor. You know, like um, <clears throat> like a stale Dorito. It just there's something weird about the texture on it at that point, so it just goes in the garbage. Well, then this roommate would infuriate you. You know, obviously they make chip chip clips so that when you open it up, you can roll it back up, put the chip clip on, and try and maintain as much of the freshness as possible. Well, here's a picture of a bag of Lay's where the chip clip is basically just on the top of the open bag with the sides wide open. It's practically useless at this point. Yeah. (laughs) You just, you don't leave it wide open. I mean... I don't know if is that something would you eat do you like stale chips or I'm okay with just slightly stale but if it's too stale I'll I'll toss it yeah yeah that's where I'm at mine's gotta be pretty dang stale like if it's a little stale I could probably get past but usually especially like if it's a just a regular tortilla strip or something you're just dipping in salsa or something exactly that's okay (laughs) all right let's move on with bye Rumi inconceivable 
Tony, what is your stance on Tupperware and leftover containers? If you're done finished making something that uh, you've got something left over, are they going into a Tupperware container and into your fridge or uh, in the original item that you cooked them in? Um, I'm, I'm pretty partial to eat. I'm not really partial to one another. Typically, like... Like, okay, so if you bake, like, a casserole or something, you know, that could probably just stay in the glass thing. I mean, there's no point in dirtying up another dish, you know. Like, just, you could either reheat it the next day for leftovers, or you could just cut it and put it into a Tupperware to take to work or or whatever. That one's probably okay, but if it's, like, or I think even pizza, I usually take pizza and I'll put that in a Ziploc bag or something because the box eats up the whole fridge at that point. But, uh, (laughs) you know... But typically, depending on, like, if it's leftover stuff, I typically would say Tupperware, I guess. Okay. I don't usually have leftovers, so I don't know. I'm not a big leftover guy, and this is something that uh, admittedly Jesse does that drives me nuts. Here's a picture of a uh, cookie tray with tater tots that were obviously cooked on the cookie tray, wrapped in saran wrap and shoved into the um, refrigerator. Um, that's lazy right there. Yeah, yeah. I, that's uh, those that drives me nuts. You know, she'll cook something in a in a pot and then put the pot in. It takes up the entire refrigerator and it's yeah, yeah. And then then it's harder to clean the pot, which is even that much more frustrating. Yeah, that, like soup, like if you make soup and stuff like that, it's got to go into like containers or something, you know, pasta uh, anything like that. Like when I used to make spaghetti, you know, if, if, or if I ever make spaghetti, if I make a little too much, then yeah, I'll put the rest in a container. I never would put a pot in there. No. My fridge didn't have, my fridge is not that big in general. So it's, <laughs> the, the less stuff that has to go in there, the better. And then finally, with Bye Rumi. Inconceivable! Tony, where do you stand on dirty dishes? If you cook something, are you washing it right away? Are you leaving it to soak in the um, uh, sink for a little bit? What do you do? I I can't stand dishes in the sink. It drives me nuts. I have OCD with it. Um, I think it's because I grew up. I was telling my sister this the other day. We uh, we grew up in the house where things would soak for days, and like there was always dishes piled and I was just like no I can't I can't do it like I get annoyed if there's like a glass or two sitting in the sink um depends on what you cook sometimes you do have to let if it's something you have to get off the pot and pan you have to let it soak for a little bit I understand that but when it's time you clean it out you, you wash it, you either put it in the dishwasher or whatever. <laughs> well, in this case, there's a sign next to a dirty pan that says, number of days that dirty pan has been sitting on the stove. And of course, they've got five hash marks. Uh, a little too long in my book. You know, it's not a little too long, too long. Is our break. We are headed into our long break. Folks, go ahead and use the bathroom, listen to the news, and join us in about seven minutes. We will see you then. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, January 20th. We've reached the final segment of the first hour, but don't fret. There is still plenty ahead into our second hour with our call and topic streaming wars. You won't want to miss it. But if you did miss a portion of the show, 
or want to catch up on any of the previous shows, it is easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now in this segment that we've titled by Rumi, a couple days ago we were talking about, you know, the moment you knew your relationship was over. Well, in this case, we've got some moments where people knew that their roommate relationship was over. Now, Tony, have you ever had a roommate where, you know, either they did something or there was a just a, a common pattern that they had that uh, at some point you were like, I just can't live with this person anymore? Um, I've always had really good roommates. There was... I had the one upstairs. I won't use names, but I had one at that lived above us that sometimes would text while I was sitting. Uh, like I, I was down in the basement. I get home from work. I turn on my TV, and it would be a. I can hear your TV through the vent. Can you turn it down? But my TV would already be super low, and it was just like. Uh, but then there'd be the days where like I had to work early, and he'd be upstairs uh, doing his thing, and the, you could just nonstop hear this stuff and it was just like ugh. right stomping dogs on the floor yeah but i guess you know i maybe it came from uh my last place as much as i loved living there i think when it came to always having uh the kids outside my room and and and, you know constantly uh, like 50 million people on the internet and then everything slowed down it was just like okay it's time like (laughs) You know, if it was just a couple of us, it would have been cool. But when you have, like, so many people in the house and it's like you had no privacy, it was a little, you know. But I really enjoyed my time there. It's just I got to the point where it's like, eh, it's time to go. So. Yeah, you know, and obviously if you're in a relationship with someone, you know, maybe some of these things you can look past because you deeply love and care for them. If they're roommate, maybe not. You know, maybe it's time to just let them go. So we're going to run down some uh, moments where uh, roommates – pretty much said goodbye damn damn for instance this one from a user mildly infuriating it's a picture of a plate full of cupcakes with a uh, what looks like a peanut butter frosting on top and then some imprints some ribbed imprints you can tell something used to be there they said my roommate ate all of the peanut butter cups off the top of the cupcakes that were made <laughs> come on i mean the Sure, you get the munchies, but, uh, you know, take the full cupcake. Don't eat all of the peanut butter cups right off the top. Yeah, not cool. (laughs) Not cool. Inconceivable! Moving on to this next one, uh, you know, toilet paper rolls. Something as easy as toilet paper rolls. There's a picture of uh, one of the ones, not where you have to pull the little thing off, but it's uh, just like a C where you slide it on. Well, apparently this uh, roommate was so lazy that uh, not only did he not take off the old toilet paper roll, he just moved it up the sea, put the new piece of toilet paper on, and this is probably the biggest offense, he didn't even have the roll rolling over. It's rolling towards the back, and that's unforgivable. Yeah, when it's wrong to the back, right? It's not the the way. No, it's not the way. Inconceivable! (laughs) Moving on with by Rumi. This from uh, user Bunyan. Uh, well, you know, it's a picture of a uh, cookie tray. Of course, you know, you 
cook pizza on there. And, uh, you know, obviously, if you've got a pizza cutter, you want to be careful with it, you know, that you don't uh, go too hard, that you don't cut into the cookie tray. Well, it looks like somebody was trying to exercise a demon because it looks like they just grooved across into that cookie tray. And uh, it is it's pretty much ruined. You know, and it's uh, that's not the way you treat, uh, you know, especially if it is your roommate's cookie tray, pan, tin, plates, yeah. whatever it may be. Yeah, if you're going to live with somebody, you want to respectfully not use their stuff or ask, you know. You don't just go in and take their stuff and just – or eat their things. None of that, you know. But I've Luckily, I've been – every time I've had roommates, I've never had that issue where – like my stuff got eaten and stuff just when just when I was married. There's the only times like I used to really be big on almond joys, like when I would eat candy bars. <laughs> Don't touch and, my uh, almond joys. <laughs> well, I would, I would, I'm weird. Like I, I'll eat them when I'm ready to eat them. Like so, I'll set them aside. But it was always like it'd sit there, it'd sit there, and finally the day I wanted it, it was gone. I'm like, oh, what no. happened to it? Well, it was just sitting in there. Like, just because I don't eat it for a while, you know, like I'll eventually get to it. Maybe not anymore. I don't. I don't do candy too much now. But <laughs> uh, I've been there. I've had to hide food that uh, I want to make sure that I was going to eat because I bought for a special treat for myself and knew would be eaten if anybody else found it. So I've had to hide it before. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on with bye, Rumi. Inconceivable. Speaking of foods, Tony, what is your stance on stale chips? Are you, uh, eh, I'll still eat them anyway, or are you, uh, it's stale, they're, they're in the garbage now. They're in the garbage. They just, they just take away from the flavor, you know, like, um, <clears throat> like a stale Dorito, it just, there's something weird about the texture on it at that point, so it just goes in the garbage. Well, then this roommate would infuriate you. You know, obviously they make chick chip clips so that when you open it up you can roll it back up put the chip clip on and try and maintain as much of the freshness as possible well here's a picture of a bag of lays where the chip clip is basically just on the top of the open bag with the sides wide open it's practically useless at this point yeah you just (laughs) you don't leave it wide open i mean I don't know if is that something would you eat do you like stale chips or I'm okay with just slightly stale but if it's too stale I'll I'll toss it yeah yeah that's where I'm at mine's gotta be pretty dang stale like if it's a little stale I could probably get past but usually especially like if it's a just a regular tortilla strip or something you're just dipping in salsa or something exactly that's okay (laughs) all right let's move on with bye Rumi inconceivable Tony, what is your stance on Tupperware and leftover containers? If you're done finished making something that uh, you've got something left over, are they going into a Tupperware container and into your fridge or uh, in the original item that you cooked them in? Um, I'm, I'm pretty partial to eat. I'm not really partial to one another. Typically, like... Like, okay, so if you bake, like, a casserole or something, you know, that could probably just stay in the glass thing. I mean, there's no point in dirtying up another dish, you know. Like, just, you could either reheat it the next day for leftovers, or you could just cut it and put it into a Tupperware to take to work or or whatever. That one's probably okay, but if it's, like, or I think even pizza, I usually take pizza and I'll put that in a Ziploc bag or something because the box eats up the whole fridge at that point. But, uh, (laughs) you know... But typically, depending on, like, if it's leftover 
stuff. I typically would say Tupperware, I guess. Okay. Right. I don't usually have leftovers, yeah. so I don't know. I'm not a big leftover guy, and this is something that uh, admittedly Jesse does that drives me nuts. Here's a picture of a uh, cookie tray with tater tots that were obviously cooked on the cookie tray, wrapped in saran wrap and shoved into the um, no. refrigerator. Um, that's lazy right there. Yeah, yeah. I, that's uh, those that drives me nuts. You know, she'll cook something in a in a pot and then put the pot in. It takes up the entire refrigerator and it's yeah, yeah. And then then it's harder to clean the pot, which is even that much more frustrating. Yeah, that, like soup, like if you make soup and stuff like that, it's got to go into like containers or something, you know, pasta uh, anything like that. Like when I used to make spaghetti, you know, if, if, or if I ever make spaghetti, if I make a little too much, then yeah, I'll put the rest in a container. I never would put a pot in there. No. My fridge didn't have, my fridge is not that big in general. So it's <laughs> the, the less stuff that has to go in there, the better. And then finally with by Rumi. Inconceivable. Tony, where do you stand on dirty dishes? If you cook something, are you washing it right away? Are you leaving it to soak in the um, uh, sink for a little bit? What do you do? I I can't stand dishes in the sink. It drives me nuts. I have OCD with it. Um, I think it's because I grew up. I was telling my sister this the other day. We uh, we grew up in the house where things would soak for days, and like there's always dishes piled and i was just like no i can't i can't do it like i get annoyed if there's like a glass or two sitting in the sink um depends on what you cook sometimes you do have to let if it's something you have to get off the pot and pan you have to let it soak for a little bit i understand that but when it's time you clean it out you, you wash it, you either put it in the dishwasher or whatever. <laughs> well, in this case, there's a sign next to a dirty pan that says, number of days that dirty pan has been sitting on the stove. And of course, they've got five hash marks. Uh, a little too long in my book. You know what's not a little too long? too long? Is our break. We are headed into our long break. Folks, go ahead and use the bathroom, listen to the news, and join us in about seven minutes. We will see you then. Fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Biscuit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, January 20th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, were you able to get some tea, some zip fizz, uh, get well hydrated during the break? Yes, sir. I was ready, able, reached out to a few people for our segment. Uh, You know, it's a fast seven minutes as we go into the fastest hour on radio, the second hour. I would argue... at least... The I would, second hour for I us. was going to say, I would argue it's the fastest hour of the day. It always seems to just 
fly by. Unlike, you know, nor okay. normal work where it's so slow. Each hour is just... Yeah. I was going to say um, it's um, going to be... I got distracted because Jarvis popped up. <laughs> ding, ding. Um, Squirrel. But uh, that one wasn't that one wasn't Friday. That was that was just a literal text from someone. Um, anyways, yeah, squirrel. It is a fast hour, so because work does drag sometimes. You want it to go quick, and it does. Some of the hours don't. No, nope, so. no, nope, not so much. But I guess when it goes by so fast, it's because you're having fun. You know, we always have fun with the show. Obviously, we love the interaction from you guys, which is why we do the interactive portion of the show, which we're in the middle of right now. Now, we do right ask you. Right now, there's no tomorrow. We do okay, ask you. There is a tomorrow. Well, let's hope so. We do ask you guys to chime in. We give the uh, topic 24 hours in advance. Now, I did want to mention a programming note for tomorrow. Tony's got to go help somebody move tomorrow morning. So we will be running a best of for tomorrow, a yeah. replay. But Friday, we will be back with good news, everyone. We'll be doing something fun. And I will give you the topic of uh, Friday's call-in topic towards the end of next segment. But with that being said, today's call-in topic, interactive portion of the show is all about streaming wars. What is the best video streaming service and why? Obviously, it all started sort of, sort of, boy, words are hard today. It all sort of started with Netflix, who originally, if you don't recall, was actually a DVD delivery service. You know, they sort of put Blockbuster out of business. They put uh, Hollywood Video out of business because you could go online, you could put your queue together, you put your movies in there, obviously new releases, if you could get them. And then they would mail them to you in these uh, you know, flat pack envelopes. You would open them up. You'd watch the movie. You'd stick it back in. You'd seal it back up. You send it back to them. And uh, that's the way that it worked. And then they started rolling out streaming, which at the time were sort of those Z-rated movies. Yeah, they were bad. Yeah. They, they were they're not great. They're pretty junky. Or they were the uh, movies that made you think they were one thing, but they were something else. Uh, you know, what comes to mind is like Frozen World, you know, and it's an animated right. movie about two girls, one that can control stuff, but it wasn't the Disney movie Frozen. Those were the sorts of things that were on the streaming right. service. Or the or there is a deceiving one out there. It's called MI5 instead of Mission Impossible 5. It came out right around Mission Impossible 5. And they call it just MI5. So you think, oh, it's and it's an action like based movie like it, but it's not it. Right. And obviously they do that on purpose to try and make you think it's that, rent it, watch it, buy it, whatever it is to uh, get more views on whatever crap that they're peddling. But ultimately, you know, that's the way streaming started. It was unreliable at first, but then Netflix started getting better content. Started working deals with uh, bigger studios to get, uh, you know, good, good movies. And then they branched off to making their own stuff and uh, making some really good quality stuff. You know, if you remember towards the early days, you know, House of Cards, I think, was probably their biggest, uh, you know, self-produced show that they put out. And then they, right. they struck deals with Marvel. They had, uh, you know, the... Um, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, um, The Defenders, Punisher, which all brought people to Netflix. And, of course, all of the other people started realizing, hey, there might be something going on here. Which brings us to now where there is just a glut of streaming services, all have their own unique perks. 
And I'd even argue that Netflix isn't even the best of them at this point. There's uh, one service that uh, I watch probably more than others at this point, uh, and I even crapped on it at first, but uh, I'm going to save that for when we come back. Tony, with a minute and a half, do you have a favorite video streaming service and why? Yeah, well, I, Netflix is definitely, obviously, probably my big one just because you have Cobra Kai. You still have a ton of content, and they constantly keep it fresh. Um, it just depends if there's a show. Shows usually drive me to the to uh, to the to the service, um, and I'll go and I'll binge watch it, and I'll be good. I actually have to say though that uh, once Disney branched out, Disney Plus is my favorite because it's Star Wars, it's Marvel. It's so you get Mandalorian, WandaVision, and I like how they stretch it out every week. And I can go back and watch childhood favorites like Chippendale Rescue Rangers, DuckTales, and all that stuff. X Men is on there. So uh, for me, it's Disney Plus, hands down. It's my favorite. That's fair enough. And it's reasonable, you know, as far as pricing goes. It's $6.99 a month, or you can pay for an entire year and get something like two months off. And, uh, you know, you, you do get all of those properties. And obviously, you know, they're no longer on Netflix and uh, they're starting to pop off of the other services that had uh, deals yeah. with them, but uh, a, a great service nonetheless. So, folks, when we come back, we want to hear from you. Go ahead and comment now on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Click into the live video. Comment there with your favorite streaming service. We're talking video streaming service and why. We will be right back. And when we come back, it is all about you. Don't go anywhere. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, January 20th. Now we are smack dab in the middle of the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys on the topic of the day. You can comment now on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Just click into the live video. Comment there. Today we are talking the best video streaming service and why. Talking streaming wars, there's so many of them out there, obviously. Sometimes you got to pick and choose where you put your money. But, uh, you know, as I argued yesterday, uh, it's ultimately less expensive if you have pretty much most of them than having straight cable. Cable is still so expensive and there's so many channels you don't need. So pick the channels you want and then you know get a streaming service or multiple streaming services that uh, that match that. Uh, Tony mentioned that Disney Plus is his favorite. Uh, Disney Plus is a great service. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's it's still somewhat limited. We're going to see a lot more Marvel shows. We're going to start seeing Star Wars shows. Obviously, The Mandalorian is probably the biggest draw for that. And of course, it's got your full library of Marvel, Star Wars, Disney, Pixar, National Geographic. Uh, a lot of value for the money at only six ninety nine a month. Yeah, that's a really good deal. A lot, a lot you can grasp, and I would imagine, you know. If you have kids, man, that's that, that would be one of your go-tos. But there is a lot of competition uh, out there to, to get your things. And I'm so sorry. Now that you mention it, and I apologize. During uh, the last one when I was talking, I sub unsubconsciously 
uh, just wasn't paying attention, but I kept playing around with my nose. So I have these an annoying patch of hair right here, <laughs> and it is just tickling my nose, and I keep messing with it. And I didn't even realize I was playing with that. So if it looked like I was picking my nose, I wasn't. I was just kind of playing with the hair. But now that Christian brought it to my attention on the break, I now notice it more. So I'll be trimming that up after the show so it doesn't bother me. And I digress. This is about you guys. This is not about my cheese ball mustache right, up here. So. Right. And uh, not only was he not picking his nose, he doesn't have a Coke habit. So it wasn't. No, yeah. no. <laughs> Not, surprisingly, you know, everyone destined me to, to be a druggie or something, but uh, I just became a nerd instead. A nerd that drinks tea and does a radio show. And watches Disney+. Plus. Yeah, so, I like Disney+, Plus because it makes me feel like a kid. <laughs> so, uh, you know, going back to, you know, the best video streaming service, and of course Netflix is the granddaddy of them all. Can you believe that this was their original pick for the sound instead of the gagong? <laughs> they wanted a bleeding goat, which would have been terrible. That would have doomed them from the beginning. But uh, as I mentioned in the last segment, uh, my pick for the best streaming service is one that I kind of crapped on at the beginning. Uh, HBO Max. Now it's expensive. It starts at basically 15 bucks a month. When it came out, it had not a whole lot of it content. disappointing. You know, it had the HBO content. It had a few odds and ends here and there. Um, you know, the big draw for me was all of the DC content, which, you know, while the DC regular movies aren't all that great, their live shows and their animated movies are fantastic. So I was expecting all of those to be on there, and they sort of trickled in. Well, now they've come gung-ho. Obviously, they are releasing all of their theater-run movies this year, straight to HBO Max, same day as they're released in the theaters, so you can watch them, similar to what they did to Wonder Woman 1984. Friends made the move over there, so we can always watch Friends at any given time. And, of course, they've got you know the DC content, and then they've got a huge array of movies. Um, you know, If you're a fan of really any of the big franchises, they've got all of the Aliens movies, they've got all of the Nightmare on Elm Street, all of the Friday the 13th. What they don't have is the Harry Potter franchise, which nobody has at this point because uh, they're trying to, uh, I guess, make some money. But uh, for me, HBO Max is probably the most streaming, uh, most watched streaming service that we have right now. Yeah, it's good. The last couple times I've come to visit you, that's been the uh, the main thing we've watched. Um, in fact, there was the night we all got together and uh, we were looking for Tenacious D, the pick of destiny. We looked... You know, of course, the basics, the the Hulus, the Netflix, the, uh, you know, all this stuff. And then it was like we kicked around the idea of actually paying to rent it because we didn't realize no one had it. Well, when I, you know, thank God for Google, it's like, hey, is this movie streaming? And somebody's already done the work for you. Yep. Um, it's like HBO Max. And Christian was like, how did I not know that was on there? So we watched Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny um, <laughs> on HBO Max. And it was just great. And. What I like about HBO Max as well is they have the Big Bang Theory. Like, mm -hmm. that's a huge one. So if that's a pretty rotation. But Friends was a huge pickup, a big a big steal, as you will, from uh, Netflix. It was a, <laughs> so that, that one bummed a lot of Netflix out, Be you know, people that had that. Because like, ugh, and I have to get something else. Right. But I agree with you. Where we're at with HBO Max now versus May, night and day. 
Because when it came out, man, it was disappointing. Oh, it really was. And of course, you know, you mentioned uh, Netflix lost friends. Now they're losing The Office. That's going over to the Peacock cock. Um, yeah, I the Peacock. I is I have the Peacock. It's not that great, but it is new. I won't crap on it, but. It is a bummer because now you really are going to have to like, it's all about brands now. It ain't about the services. It's what do you like to watch? Because who owns it is where it's going. Well, and Peacock. Like now that CBS is going to become the Paramount Network. And, exactly. Uh, and, you know, it's crazy is they should just keep that CBS. It, and and I and Peacock, I get it. That's the logo of NBC. But NBC should have come up with something else like. <laughs> I agree. Now, Peacock has an interesting business model. They take sort of the uh, the drug dealer approach, where if you you can download Peacock for free and watch movies and TV shows for free. However, if it's a series like The Office, they'll give you either the first season or the first four episodes for free. Then you got to upgrade to the premium to watch the rest, which uh, you know takes that drug dealer approach. But uh, Folks, this is the interactive portion of the show. You know, feel free to chime in with your pick for your favorite video streaming service on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Tony, I'm sure we've had uh, a couple of our super fans chime in. What are their we picks? Do. Uh, super fan Stacy from Cussin City. She, of course, she likes Disney Plus because she's big on Star Wars and Marvel. But. Her big thing is uh, she loves Amazon Prime. She loves the options of the shows and movies on there. And why wouldn't you like Amazon Prime? They have the original The Boys, which is a uh, very different uh, superhero <laughs> show. And uh, it's Hard also R. Jack Ryan. And yep. uh, lots of other good original content uh, on uh, Amazon Prime. It's an underrated one. It's not one most people go and say, but there are some good stuff on there. And Pretty much everyone I know has an Amazon Prime membership already. Well, and that's the big advantage is that if yeah. you pay your 100, and now it's 120, it started at 79, but even 120, you pay 120 a year, which is basically 10 bucks a month. Not only do you get free Prime shipping on anything you order from Amazon, but Prime Video is included in that. Of course, if you're not a big uh, Amazon buyer, you can also get Prime Video for Twelve ninety nine a month. So uh, yeah. you know it's actually going to cost you less if you get the full Amazon Prime, uh, paying one hundred and twenty dollars a year. Yeah. Plus, there's a lot of perks to that. I mean, I happen to be. I like Amazon. I know it's like a big Costco competitor, and they're huge. They they're definitely big time. But uh, I like the extra perks, like the music. I don't really use the music. I kind of forget about that. And um, we'll talk music stuff another time but yeah uh, we do the music you know, as sort of a, a background thing you know so we'll turn it yeah. on it's it's quick it's easy uh anybody else chime in tone yep uh super fans mike and lacy of course um they chimed in and uh you know for lacy for mike it's plex okay plex is his favorite steam is his favorite not because it offers it does offer some original content but it's the ability to share your own videos and things like that. You can make it streamable for your friends. Um, oh, that's cool. So it's a more user-friendly to share pictures, music videos, things like that. So he really likes that service. And you can do other things too. Uh, but they're both joint one together is YouTube. And I'm not talking YouTube Red, but 90% of their time streaming is YouTube. And the reason why I didn't say that is one of my favorite streamings Um well, because I said Disney Plus, but I was going to say YouTube would be my second. Like, 
that's my go-to. That's actually how I watch a lot of my, you know, I'm big on Pat McAfee. I watch his sports show. It's on YouTube. Um, so many like big franchises do like little side things like ESPN has little YouTube things and, and stuff like that. So I can get a lot of ESPN, a lot of sports. And I like a lot of super fan stuff. Like we, I use it for fantasy football. I, if I need to know what's going on, like today, Philip Rivers retired from the NFL. I could go on and watch his press conference. I just have to go on YouTube, type it in. Somebody's got a video of it up, and I can watch it. So yeah. I, I'm with them. I think YouTube is a phenomenal streaming service and it doesn't cost you anything which right. is fantastic well and you know part of the reason that we broadcast the show live to youtube live is because mike and Lacey they prefer it over you know the facebook live experience and uh you know it, it's one of those things where creators people like us can put it out there for the masses to see and it's not just relegated to the studios and things along those lines yeah and you can get a lot of fan movies too. So like uh, a lot of people have their own theories of Star Wars and they'll do their own fan-made stuff and they upload it. I think it's cool. Or theories. This You can get lost in a YouTube rabbit hole. There is that you anything can. you like, not to steal from Jimmy's uh, tagline from his uh, pop culture kaboom show, but everything you want, everything you need. YouTube. YouTube is the place to be. It, it really is. <laughs> it is. And then finally, as we head out, uh, just one more that I wanted to mention that uh, we do actually watch a lot is Hulu, which, uh, you know, they've Hulu's got original great. content. Uh, the Hands Made Tale is probably their biggest original series. But what I like Hulu for is uh, a lot of the network shows, ABC, NBC, uh, Fox, mm -hmm. uh, when a show is released, you know, that week live, it also pops up on Hulu so we can watch it at the same time. Right now we're getting caught up on uh, the current and last season of Last Man Standing and Hulu's where we go to do that. So uh, yeah. great content, great streaming services. Of course, you and folks. Hulu's been around long like Netflix. It was uh, originally just a, 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 the original way to cut the cable cords. It was one of the first ones. So yeah, with live um, content now, as well. Yeah, it's fantastic. Hulu is a great one. Good call on that. <laughs> well, folks, that does it for the interactive portion of the show. Streaming wars. When we come back, it's time for the lighter side of Satan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. We are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, January 20th. Now we talk about it a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix line. It is our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever, including our topics of the day. Now that number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO, that's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O, or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining, we'll compile this together, put them out in a future show. Now as I mentioned earlier, 
Tomorrow is going to be a best of replay. Tony's helping uh, a friend move. But uh, Friday we will be back. And Friday is not actually a call-in topic. We are doing another call-in contest, which works a little bit differently. This is another version of Tony Beatdown, where it's going to be you, the listener, versus Tony in some sort of trivia. And uh, the winner gets a great prize. And if you're a loser, well, you still get a great prize not maybe not as great as the the, the big prize but uh the big prize my friend get it, out of my pretty in order to be considered to be part of that call in contest head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash christian phoenix radio show scroll down to the contest entry form just fill it out there and then we will randomly draw one name from that selection to compete against tony on friday on the tony beatdown so uh head over there now and uh, just get it out of the way while you can you can still listen to us while you're doing that it makes life that much easier now in this next segment which we've titled the lighter side of satan <laughs> you know okay that was pretty good like You'd be amazed. It is hard to find a just soundbite for for Satan. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing is, you know, Tony and I... It's not a bad thing. It's just... Right. You think in the world of metal, you would hear, like, Satan. But you just... You don't hear it a lot. Tony and I are big heavy metal fans, which, unfortunately, a lot of people sort of associate with Satan and, you know, looking for, you know, a soundbite to use for it. Didn't find one, so I made my own. Satan. Yeah. So... We are not a religious show. I wanted to just preface this real quick. You know, we, we oh, try God. to avoid talking religion. I'm not a religious person. I believe that you have the right to practice whatever religion you want to, as long as it's not hurting anybody, hopefully helping people out. And so came across this list, which I found very interesting. It's 10 times Satanists surprise people by doing good things. Hence the lighter side of Satan. Yeah, little Satan, you're just a little friend. <laughs> now, to give you a little context, I'm going to read you the uh, the top paragraph here. It says, when the word Satan surfaces in practically any context, it's most likely to raise an eyebrow or two because of its predispositioned evil reputation that has been present for decades. Satanists basing their ideologies and beliefs around the notion of the devil himself don't necessarily directly worship or engage in rituals often associated with this practice. The non-theistic religious group called the Satanic Temple, with branches all over the world, are in fact avid supporters of their local communities, well-being, and regularly engage in philanthropy. It seems that it's not about the cliché performing violent rituals dressed in a black cloak while drawing uh, inverted chalk pentagrams anymore. It's more about donating blood, assisting victims of domestic abuse, and helping out the homeless. So here's just a few things of... Surprisingly, things that the uh, the Satanic Temple has done to help their local community. So let's go ahead and start off with the lighter side of Satan. For instance, this poster, it says, uh, big banner, menstruation with Satan. Join the Satanic Temple of West Florida in collecting new boxes of tampons, sanitary pads, and menstrual products for those in need. Various satanic chapters across the USA participate in this initiative to make menstruation products, including tampons, sanitary pads, menstrual cups, and wipes available to anyone in need, focusing on whoever may not be able to afford it without assistance. And again, that's sort of contra- contrary to what you would expect from you know a group with that name. But uh, you know, ultimately, if you, you look into it, they're really about uh, living in the now and 
helping out humankind versus, you know, trying to guarantee their place in heaven or in this case, maybe hell. Who knows? <laughs> uh-huh. so we just got to do a couple of nice things that will be okay. <laughs> Moving on with the lighter side of Satan. For instance, this poster is uh, titled Diapers for the Little Devils. The Satanic Temple Minnesota hosted a diaper infant care products drive to help out those in need. They partnered with Simpson Housing Services, which is a local nonprofit supporting families with young children who suffer from homelessness. Which, again, you know, you hope that, you know, more people would take up that cause to try and help people in their community. And especially kids who are in families that are homeless, they need those products. And so, uh, you know, it's a good thing that they're doing. No, absolutely. You know, you got to, they go out there and they put in some good work and good deeds. Always a nice thing. Exactly. Uh, A big movement recently has been sort of the anti-bullying campaigns. So in this case, the lighter side of Satan. The Satanic Temple chapters collectively join forces nationwide to address abuse taking place in public schools and fight corporal punishment, use of physical restraints, restricting bathroom access, and violating other civil rights. And uh, again, it's it's another good cause to get behind, uh, not only on the bullying side, but you know some of the uh, less uh, what's the best way to put it. Uh, good parts of public school. You know, I I can't tell you how many times I've been in class and had to go to the bathroom so bad. And, you know, you ask the teacher and they tell you no. And, you know, you just got to pray till that bell rings, right? Right, which they shouldn't really be able to tell you that anymore. Just, okay, you know, like some teachers were a little more lenient. You had to take that germy old bathroom pass. Right. And, of course, it's all because they thought you were going to skip class or you were going to, you know, take your sweet time. It's like, no, you just got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Sometimes I sure would be knocking on that forest door. (laughs) Hello. Hey, Ronald. So, uh, folks, if you are just tuning in, uh, it may be a little off-putting as far as, uh, you know, the subject matter. But uh, we are talking about uh, times that uh, the Satanic Temple has done good things for their community. Hence, the segment titled, The Lighter Side of Satan. For instance, in this case, uh, Satanic Australia launched the very first charity event in the country called Blood for Satan. That's not what you think. Using quite the attention-drawing slogan, Satan wants your blood, not your soul, the campaign called Satanists in Australia, Tasmania, and New Zealand to save lives by donating blood, which, according to the Red Cross, has saved more than 250 lives to date. Which, again, it's it's a great thing that, uh, you know, it's uh, maybe not the best choice of a name for your religion, but uh, they are doing good things in their community. Maybe they're fans of the TV show Lucifer, and they just think he's like that that version of him. He's a charming, he's a charming little devil on that show. He is, and it's strange that hello, detective. <laughs> that uh, you know, subject matters like this obviously are becoming more prevalent in entertainment and around the world, and um, you know, with shows like Lucifer, where you know he is the hero of the show. You know, he's not yeah. the and what's. Go ahead. It's funny because, like, I originally didn't watch that show because of the title. I was like, eh, I don't need to watch a show about a devil. I'm good. You know, but I watched it. It's a fantastic show. This dips into our last segment. 
It's on Netflix. Stream it. You won't be disappointed. It is a fantastic show. Well, not only that, but a lot of people don't realize it's based on a DC comic book as well. No. I didn't until you told me. Yeah. And then you do see the DC credits in it. But, yeah, highly recommend it. It's it's a good show. It's entertaining. It's a good show. At some point, we'll we'll binge watch that. But uh, yeah, you you won't be impressed. Uh, they the rat they got another the second part of season five comes out soon. So I'm okay. excited about that. Good. Let's move on with the lighter side of Satan. In this case, Socks for Satan, launched by the Satanic Temple Florida as part of their long-running campaign, collects and distributes new socks for people on the streets. And again, you know, living in the Reno area where we've got a large transient community and there are always initiatives to try and, you know, help the people who are homeless and living on the streets out. Uh, You know, this is something that uh, a lot of people take for granted. Socks. Something as simple socks as socks. For Satan, they are the best. The evil one, he likes his socks. I like socks. Socks for Satan, endorsed by Paul Stanley. <laughs> and then finally, here's one that uh, sort of, uh, sort of along those same lines. Again, it's uh, something that a lot of people uh, don't really realize there's a need for. On the lighter side of Satan. This is, this is a drive they called Lord of the Ties. This clothing drive initiated by the Satanic Temple Arizona chapter collected business casual and semi-formal attire aimed to provide resources for community members aiming to get out of hardship as they attend job interviews and employment fairs. You know, a lot of people just don't have a simple shirt and tie and nice slacks and, and shoes. And a drive like this is fantastic for helping those people out, get them a job, get them out of their hard situation. Hey, homeless guy, do you need a tie? My name's Bob, and I'm a lead chapter at the Satanic Temple Church of Tempe, Arizona. I have these beautiful slacks and shoes and this nice devil tie. You're going to look handsome like the devil himself. Get back on your life. Come see us at the Satanic Temple. My name is Bob. (laughs) Or Bill. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, you're welcome. Folks, that does it for this segment titled The Lighter Side of Satan. When we come back, we are headed into the final segment of the show. It is time for This Day in History. Don't go anywhere. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Well, folks, we did it. We made it to the final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Wednesday, January 20th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to catch up on any of the previous shows, it is easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, iHeart, TuneIn, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Oh, yes. <laughs> Don't know what that was, but okay. While you're there, be it's sure It's almost to... like the, oh, my. Exactly. 
with a lot of weird echoey tinty stuff to it while you're there be sure to subscribe that way you always have the latest episode leave a review let us know what you think and tell your friends because why tony sharing is caring it is caring which is why each and every day final segment of the show we like to drop a little knowledge on you hopefully make you laugh at the same time it is time for this day in history reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head it's this day in history with your correspondent on the beat christian phoenix Thanks, Siri. All right, uh, let's kick off with this day in 1841. China cedes Hong Kong to the British during the first Opium War. I wonder if that's how uh, the game of dodgeball got started. You got to watch <laughs> dodgeball to understand what that means. <laughs> yeah, tell them, Cotton. <laughs> Moving on, this day in 1869. Nice. Elizabeth Cady Stanton becomes the first woman to testify before U.S. Congress. Which still amazes me, obviously. I was over, you know, 100 years ago, almost 150 years ago at this point. But uh, the fact that uh, women's rights are are still quite new is is very strange. Yeah, it's strange. Women should have always had the rights. It's weird to think that they were second right and all that because women are pretty badass. Um, Not badass is Miss Elizabeth Cady's um, hairdo. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's like it's like golden girl curls and then it's like predator dreads behind it. (laughs) Hi, Blanche. (laughs) Moving on this day in 1870, another milestone moment. Hiram R. Revels, who is a uh, was an African-American, is elected to fill the unexpired term of Jefferson Davis as U.S. Senator for Mississippi. And again, you know, you got to always appreciate those firsts. Yeah, I like how he's so clean cut. And then he's got like this bad beard, like not bad, but like badass beards, just sharp right down here. Yeah. I don't know why I comment. I like to give you guys visuals of what I see as Christian <laughs> reads on this day. <laughs> well, to be fair, in history, people had some pretty badass dudes. So, yeah, they did. It's crazy. <laughs> Moving all the way up to 1945, this day, obviously, we're expecting the uh, inauguration to happen here soon. Well, Franklin D. Roosevelt is sworn in for an unprecedented and never-to-be-repeated fourth term as U.S. president. I guess I never realized that he served four terms. I always thought it was three. Yeah, he died during his fourth term. That's right. That's right. He didn't make it through an entire one. Um, It's crazy. I'm actually glad they can't do four terms because then you're just like, oh, man, like two terms is enough sometimes. Right. And then you get a sort of a Caesar type thing where it's just like, "Eh, I'm just going to continue being the president. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, Franklin Roosevelt, what a man, too. Yeah. Really great for this country. Yeah. Here's one of these this day in history uh, things where I really want to know the backstory and more information on, but it only gives us sort of the headline this day in 1949, J. Edgar Hoover gives Shirley Temple a tear gas fountain pen. Yeah. Is she 007? Is she using it against somebody else? Was it meant for her? I want to know more. Shirley Temple is a badass agent of the good ship lollipop. Shirley Temple has a tear gas fountain given to her bum, J. Edgar Hoover. Watch Shirley Temple in The Badass Agent. <laughs> Does she have Actually, that's, you know, I've never seen Shirley Temple like other than as a little girl. You know, you, you used to see in those things when we were kids. And mm-hmm. then, of course, when she was an older lady. But like as a younger, like, like a teenage Shirley Temple, that's, a, that's an interesting picture. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting to see. Not to her mention, the- like a tear gas fountain pen. What the holy heck! Right, 
Right. I want to know more. I do, too. I'm intrigued. All right. But unfortunately, we do have to move on, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it. This day in 1953, (laughs) the first live U.S. coast-to-coast inauguration address by Dwight D. Eisenhower. Of course, you know, 1953, people started getting TVs in their homes more prevalently. Be like Ike. Be like Ike. (laughs) And you could watch those things uh, a little bit easier than, you know, having to tune into the radio or, you know, however they did it before. Pigeon carrier, smoke signals. Who knows? Yeah. Crazy, but it's good they went across, so. (laughs) This day in 1956, Buddy Holly records Blue Day's Black Night in Nashville. And, uh, you know, every time I see him or I hear his name, I I can't help but think of the Weezer song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now it's in my head. But I tell you, based on this picture, if they do a Buddy Holly updated biopic pick, which they won't. But if they did, Wolf Finhard. Finn Wolfhard? Yeah. Finn Wolfhard right there. Totally. Totally. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looks that, just that like him. It's like eerily resemblant. They were like you put side by side pretty close. That's crazy. Moving on this day, 1964, Meet the Beatles album is released in the U.S. Obviously, that was early Beatles before uh, everything started going downhill in the uh, early 70s. Meet the Beatles. We're here. Beatlemania will run wild, brother. <laughs> a lot of people don't realize that they were only together releasing music for nine years. You know, people think... I did not know that. Yeah. They are, sometimes those bands that were only around for a small period made the bigger impacts, like Nirvana. Yep. Nirvana made that huge impact going from hair metal to, uh, or as my friend Stacy likes to call it, butt rock. Um, <laughs> she's like, ew, you like butt rock? I'm like... Well, yeah, I like hair metal because it's butt rock. But I digress. <laughs> but like Nirvana, they're so like iconic and big, and they really were only around for a small period, you know? Yep. And uh, the funny thing is, moving on to about nine years later, this day in 1971, John Lennon meets Yoko Ono's parents in Japan. Of course, that was sort of the, the downfall of the Beatles. Yeah. And uh, I dare you to look up any Yoko Ono song and try to suffer through the entire thing. My thing, too, is like, I know it's not always about looks, but when you're a Beatle and you could have anybody, why why Yoko Ono? Like, in that picture, too, woof. Good question. I know it's it's a modern-day Yoko Ono, but... Still. This day... Come here, Jenny! (laughs) Same day, 1971, the single What's Going On by Marvin Gaye about police brutality is released. I never realized that that was the subject of the song. I just know it's a good song. Yeah, it is a good song. I didn't know it was about that. It uh, would have been fitting over the summer of last year. Yes, most definitely. Yeah. This day in 1980, President Jimmy Carter announces the U.S. boycott of the Olympics in Moscow. Uh, obviously, that was the year before we were born. I didn't realize that that had happened. I didn't know either. You know, Jimmy Carter's still around doing great things, and he's... He's out there helping veterans and all kinds of stuff. He is, but every time you see him, you feel so bad for him. It looks like he's... He looks, yeah, he looks painful. He was part of a fight things. club because, uh, yeah. Yeah. Here's one Poor for you, guy. Tony. This day in 1982, heavy metal musician Ozzy Osbourne bites the head off of a bat on stage in Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> like Ozzy's iconic, but yeah. man, when he talks, you cannot understand a word he says. Not a word. 
Let's but that's crazy. I didn't know the infamous bat incident was in Des Moines, though. Yeah. yeah. So you learn something crazy. new every day. Let's we move do. on. This oh, date in 1983, American gangster Roy DeMeo is found murdered in his car trunk after disappearing a few days earlier. Fatality. That's what happens when you become a rat. Yep. I smell a rat. Snitches get stitches. This what happens, Roy. This day in 1987, bank robber Robert A. Litchfield is arrested right here in our backyard at Lake Tahoe. Nice little local news Uh piece. I got got caught at Cave Rock, man. The stash. The stash gave it away. It was at Cave Rock, man. (laughs) And then finally, this day in history, this day in 19... I, I don't know. This day in 1998, Dawson's Creek, created by Kevin Williamson, starring James Vanderbeek, Katie Holmes, and Joshua Jackson, premieres on the WB in the U.S. Oh, the Dawson. Every girl I knew in a high school watched that show. And with, with fairness, James Vanderbeek was a he was the looker for the ladies. I mean, because Katie Holmes, woo, woo. Oh, yeah. Always a hottie. And this is the first time, like, we did this day in history where everything you said actually showed up on my screen. Nice. Too. I don't yeah, want your life. Well, folks, we are yeah, headed into the... F- seen them now. They've definitely have aged. Yes. So. We're heading into the final minute. Let's run down some holidays for today. Many to go through, so we'll get through them quickly. Today is National Camcorder Day. Does anybody still have a camcorder? No. My dad's still paying off his Sony from the 90s. <laughs> it's Inauguration Day, kidding, dad. obviously. Kidding, dad. It is International Day of Acceptance. It is Museum Selfie Day, if you're allowed to take pictures. It is nas- I would be in there. It is National Butter Crunch Day. Okay. Uh, what? National Cheese Lovers Day. Yummy. Oh, I love cheese. Penguin Awareness Day, so watch out for those penguins. It is National Disc Jockey Day. That's quite fitting. And it is Take a Walk Outdoors Day. So uh, head on out. Not only enjoy your Wednesday, enjoy your Thursday. We will be running a replay tomorrow, but we will see you guys back on Friday. Have a see great day, everybody. Peace.